1: I'm Raphael.
2: And I'm Michael.
1: The purpose for our show is to awaken souls, develop intuition, and fulfill purpose. Waking up in the morning is reason enough to celebrate the life we are living. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) But today we have another reason to celebrate. We are launching our 19th season of Living the Miracle on Voice America Internet Talk Radio Network. And we're delighted that you can join us for our show on this gorgeous and hot day in Roseville, California. As most of you know, we have a new theme for each season of the 13 episodes that we bring to you. For our 19th season, we have chosen the overall theme, Navigating Your Psychic Life and Awakening. Around the world, we are definitely all going through Such a powerful time of awakening, healing, and transformation. And we're in this phase of human evolution for the long haul. Sorry to say. (laughs) Of course, awakening on any level involves becoming more aware, and we can't become more aware without attending to our inner psychic life, since our awareness is part of who we are as souls. Attending to your psychic life means becoming more aware of and taking care of your soul and spiritual life. It also means that since you have to live your psychic life in this world, the daily challenges you face in doing so would require you to learn to navigate your psychic life and your process of awakening here. If you were piloting a ship through the high seas, you wouldn't make it to your destination unless you were fully qualified in navigating your ship in the ever-changing ocean. Because we are living in such a profound time of awakening on a global scale, we decided to start off our new season with a clarion call to wake up. We've titled this particular episode, It's Time to Wake Up. Who are you inside? Remember, awakening, waking up, ultimately means waking yourself up to who you really are as a soul inside, regardless of what your life may be like on the outside. In fact, until you wake up and discover your true nature as spirit, you're not going to be able to fully fulfill your purpose for being here. Of course, getting to know your true psychic self isn't an overnight proposition. It involves a lifelong process of exploration discovery, healing, learning, and growing. There are no get-psychic-and-know-yourself-quick schemes. (laughs) Yet it's more exciting and rewarding than a historic find and dig that requires years to complete for a dedicated archaeologist. You've actually been at this extraordinary process for lifetimes, And each subsequent lifetime, you're making even more progress. It's also like Michelangelo described in his sculpting work. He discovered it his job as an artist to discover what God intended that particular stone to be and chip away all the parts of the stone that obscured that from everyone's view. Likewise, waking yourself up requires you to discover the you that God created and chip away all, the, all that hides the real you from your view and everyone else's view as well. As you wake up, you discover more and more that you are indeed the light of the world and need to shine fully and brightly as the soul you are. Your process of waking up to your true self may involve a few wake-up calls from time to time. When you are growing up, when you were growing up, you probably had your mother or some someone else in your family wake you up in the morning so that you wouldn't be late for school or for doing your before-school chores. That process of having someone waking you up may have involved them gently shaking your bed or rudely yelling at you to get up. My mother's favorite method was to wiggle my big toe and sing good morning to you to myself and my two sisters who were sharing my room with me. You may have had your favorite way of being awakened in the morning, or whoever had to wake you up may have employed the most affected or expedient way to do so, like my mom did, whether you liked it or not. I actually liked it. Or you may have been much more self-reliant and set your alarm clock to make sure you woke up in time. Of course, if you grew up in the era when clock radios became popular, you may have had the option to push the snooze button to get in a few more winks of sleep before the alarm went off again. The danger with the use of the snooze function was that you could keep hitting the snooze button and not wake up in time at all. There are many people in the world that also tend to drag their feet in their awakening. So this is a very good uh, symbol, the Snooze button. They tend to keep hitting their snooze button, resisting waking up to some aspect of truth. Yet, in the process of you waking up to the truth of yourself, if you keep hitting the snooze button, sooner or later you will get what is generally known as your quote unquote wake up call. If you haven't learned the lessons of some of your life experiences, life will offer you other opportunities to learn them or. They will be repeated and a more urgent reason for doing so. It's like when you need to take care of a minor problem in your life, but you drag your feet and fail to do so more often than not. It becomes a lot bigger problem and far more urgent. You may have procrastinated in paying for your car insurance, for instance, because you never had to use it and it seemed like a waste of money. But the moment your insurance lapsed, someone crashed into your parked car and you ended up having to pay an enormous amount of money to get it repaired. That is like a wake-up call to become more proactive and take better care of things you need in your life. A wake-up call in your spiritual growth is somewhat somewhat like that. Life keeps giving you the opportunity to learn and grow, But if you keep hitting the snooze button and ignore those opportunities, they get bigger and louder to help you wake up. So it becomes quite important to be proactive when it comes to your life lessons. Any kind of wake-up call for you to wake up to your inner psychic self is a reminder for you to recognize even the hardships of life are opportunities for your growth and enlightenment. Yet, how often do you immediately jump to the conclusion that whatever, whenever something bad happens to you or in your life, <clears throat> you're a failure or disappointment or something is wrong? So rather than getting yourself stuck on some fictional idea like that, celebrate every op- opportunity life offers you to wake up. I know it's hard sometimes, but after all, until you wake up, you can't start a single day, can you? It's when you wake up in the morning and get yourself out of bed that you start living that day. Waking up to your spiritual self is very much like that. It's a process you repeat every single day. And every time you wake up, you wake up more to who you already are.
2: Hmm... And in the same kind of thing happens, you know, when you wake up in, the, in your bed in the morning. Ah, oh, you're still you. <laughs> so when you wake up spiritually, oh, yeah, you become more you. Each time you wake up, you become more, a little bit more aware of who you are in truth. Well, life is a continuous process of exploration and discovery, isn't it? We're here to learn and grow through living and having a variety of experiences. As long as you don't get hung up on judging whether a certain life experience was good or bad or right or wrong, you can learn through having that experience. The moment you judge a particular life experience, you put that experience in a rigid box and you can't learn from it. It really doesn't make a whole lot of difference how you judge it. What what makes you get stuck on the experience is the judging. You have to free yourself from the experience in order for you to learn from it. I just watched a wonderful documentary series about a whole variety of chefs, each of whom became an important pillar in their respective communities through their cooking and the meals they offered. They served as the like magnet that brought so many different kinds of people together into a kind of extended family who normally wouldn't have even been in the same circles. One of the stories centered around a man who had fallen into the wrong crowd as a teenager and ended up being a drug addict and dealer for years. Even when he had a wife and several children to support, his drug use started destroying his relationships. And when his beloved younger brother got murdered, he spun out completely into anesthetizing himself with drugs until one day he overdosed to where he thought he was surely going to die. In terror, he called out to God for help and promised that he would straighten himself out if he could have another chance at life. He not only survived, but he realized that he was given that second chance that he asked for. So he committed himself to getting himself off of drugs once and for all, and rebuild the life that he almost threw away. He said with certainty that it was spirit that gave him the specific recipe for a popular dish in his community that started him on the path of becoming a chef and providing the best of that dish that anyone's ever tasted. He discovered his purpose in life, to feed and serve his family and community and bring people together. That's a great example of a major wake-up call. And what happens when instead of hitting the snooze button, you... You wake yourself up to the smell, to smell the roses. Or in his particular case, to smell the good food. (laughs) (laughs) Countless souls throughout the ages have had experiences of going along in their lives a certain way for years. And then suddenly, serious illness, accident, death of a loved one, loss of a career or some other seemingly unexpected event catapulted them into a entirely different path that brought them f- profound fulfillment. That fulfillment comes from their fulfillment of purpose. As you wake up to who you are, you also awaken to the purpose for which you are here. We have two dear friends who are, who some 60-odd years ago, when they seemed to be on the expressway to certain TV stardom as young actresses, ended up taking care of orphaned, mixed-race children abandoned on the streets of Tokyo in the middle of a typhoon. How they explained the series of wake-up calls they encountered after that was... We had very clear plans of our own. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: want to be big stars. Yeah,
2: but God had other plans for us. <laughs> We've heard them
1: say that many times.
2: <laughs> they ended up founding and directing the foremost pioneering nonprofit organization, Child Help, that has helped millions of neglected and abused children find love, healing, and a whole new life. They are in their 67th year of spearheading and running the organization. They've also been providing for decades monthly spiritual healing services as extraordinary faith healers. The more you wake up to who you truly are, the more of the miracle you begin to live. To me, waking up and learning and healing oneself are the same thing. My whole life has been one of waking up every single day. Not just waking up out of my bed that I sleep in, but even more so, waking up to who I am. Most people are more or less aware of who they are in their everyday life they live in the world. One might believe that they're a a man or a woman who's a laborer or a professional or an artist or a scholar, well-to-do or poor or somewhere in between. They might make many assumptions about themselves and their lives based on what they notice in the outer life they're living. Are they successful or not? Are they accomplished or not? Do others respect them or not? Yet all of that is merely their external life or what they do outwardly with who they are inside? Are their outer lives and way of living consistent with their inner lives and who they are inside? Getting to know who you are on the inside of you and your life is essentially getting to know your psychic or soul self. It's about getting to know your essence, not primarily about your physical body or outward personality. It's also more about how in sync your outer you is in relationship to your inner psychic self. Is what you say and do and how you say it and do it a true expression of who you are as a soul? So, Waking yourself up to who you are involves more than just becoming more aware of yourself as you truly are. It requires you to also express your new awareness of yourself. It's a little like one day discovering that you have artistic abilities and enjoy painting. Then being true to your newly discovered aspect of you, you would naturally paint and express that part of you more. Or you might find that painting with a brush and paint on a canvas isn't how you'd like to express that aspect of you. So you do it by doing, say, interior designing work or drawing cartoons for your kids or by making fun pancake faces or by cooking beautiful gourmet meals. The way you express who you are on the inside is part of your expression of your psychic self. Although occasionally. I express my artistic and musical side of who I am inside by drawing or sculpting and writing or playing music. On a much more regular level, I do so through the way I teach. I often tell my students that I teach more like how a symphony conductor conducts an orchestra, than how a university professor or a grade school teacher might teach a class.
1: Well, we're just about at our first break already, if you can believe it. So we wanted to invite you to join us for Finding Your Own Voice, Energy Work for Speaking Your Truth, our next teleclass in our ongoing teleclass series, You Might Be More Psychic Than You Think, open to everyone. It's happening on Saturday, August 13th, not that far down the road. From 10 a.m. to noon Pacific time, check our website or call our office at 530-926-2650 and speak with our wonderful assistant, Debbie, for details, or you can go online to sign up at michaeltamora.com. Learn to do psychic energy work to help you speak what is true to you. For all the details and to sign up, again, go to our August events calendar section on our website, micheltamora.com, or call our office at 530-926-2650 during normal business hours specific time, Monday to Friday. And by the way, sometimes when our assistant works on Saturday and Sunday, she takes Monday and Tuesday off. So um, just bear with us. Be patient. She will get back to you. We'll be right back to continue with It's Time to Wake Up. Who are you inside? We'll be right back.
2: Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America.
0: If you love Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora, You'll love their teleclasses, seminars, and retreats. Check out their upcoming events at michaeltamura.com forward slash events. The best book ever. Transformational, incredible information. One of the best books I've ever read. Inspirational, a must read for anyone interested in accomplishing their purpose. That's what readers around the world are saying about you are the answer the award-winning book by Michael J. Tamura, beloved spiritual teacher and clairvoyant visionary. Order your copy now at amazon.com.
2: Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. Find out more about everything that they offer at michaeltamura.com. And be sure to sign up for their free monthly newsletter.
0: your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's one 346 9141 You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com.
1: Now back to
0: Living the Miracle.
1: It's great to have you back. It's definitely time to wake up some more. And waking up means waking up to your true inner self. So let's continue with our exploration of who you are on the inside of you.
2: Oh, I, I have to wake up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, before the break, I was talking a little bit about, you know, as you start to wake up a little bit each day, and during the course of it, you might discover some facet of yourself that you didn't know before. You know, it's, it's like, um, uh, oh, I've met yeah, quite a few people who, who were on a career track on a professional level, uh, let's say because their family, their parents and everybody, uh, indoctrinated them that, oh yeah, you gotta get a real job and you have to, you know, you have to be able to, uh, earn a living and succeed and blah, blah, blah. And, and they took it to heart and they went to college. They, they did their training and, and, uh, became a, a, a professional uh, accountant or, or even a doctor or lawyer or something architect. And they start as they start their practice in their profession, they realize, you know, yeah, they're making good money, they have respect of people and everything, and everybody's happy with what they're doing. But they weren't really happy. And as they start to look at themselves more deeply and finally come to a conclusion, some of them, that, oh, this isn't who I am. The, this isn't an expression of who I am. And they start to investigate and go, okay, so who am I really? And, and then they all of a sudden realize I'm here to write. Books, or I'm here to to entertain, or I'm here to sing, or I'm here to start my own business, or whatever it is, or support someone else in their business. Yeah, and <clears throat> and so they switch careers, they take that leap of faith and go, oh wait a minute, this is a midstream. I've already you know had my education, I've already got my degree, I already got my whatever, and <clears throat> it's kind of scary, isn't it? But they do it. Ah, that's that's a type of wake up. Also, I was talking about that on a more day to day level, where you know I've been aware for most of my life, from the time I was a child. Uh, I loved music and art, but still, as as a child, I already knew I couldn't afford. To get too interested in either areas, music or art, because I knew this lifetime I was to be dedicated to teaching on a spiritual level. I knew if I allowed myself to get too involved early in my life to either art or music, I'd, knowing myself, (laughs) I'd immerse myself in it and not have the time or wherewithal to develop those other aspects of myself that I needed to master. In this lifetime. But I always found a way to satisfy my artistic and musical uh, interests in some smaller day-to-day kind of bite-sized ways. And um, I've done that all along. What I also knew about myself was that I, I'm interested in so many diverse creative things that I could get scattered in my direction in life. And that's why I focused on, okay. I needed to establish the main arc of this lifetime, then I could smell the pretty roses and taste the sweet fruits along the way. But that's not my primary objective. That's kind of the sightseeing part of the trip (laughs) and not taking too many detours. I learned early on in my life that I had to revolve my life around the central purpose I was here to fulfill. And that was to fully awaken and live as who I truly am. What I do in my life is what helps and supports me in doing that. And
1: that is so true. I love the subject of waking up. Because when I give readings, uh, the clairvoyant readings, that's one of the things I see over and over again. People have certain kind of things happening in their life, and it's always about spirit pointing them in the right direction, even though at the time it seems like they're going backwards or not, things aren't working out or whatnot. So in this aspect of waking up, uh, just like Michael and, and I were using the examples of the alarm clock, you know. You never know when that alarm clock in your life starts to go off or it's time for you to to step up and step onto your path. You might even be an atheist or, as I was, um, an ag- what I called myself an agnostic because by the time I was, well, I don't know, 19 or 20, I realized there was so much non-truth out there that I wanted to leave my options open, but uh, I didn't believe most of what had been shown to me or taught me. I, there were certain things I did believe in, such as the difference in right and wrong. You know, uh, people, some religious people really dislike atheistic people, saying that you know you can't have God, you can't be without God in your life, but. You know, even atheists have to adhere to a particular level of belief in order to maintain that atheism. And most atheists I know are really pretty good people. So as long as you're following your intuition and what's on your path, someone who's even what we call an atheist, doesn't believe in spirit, doesn't care about it or whatnot, will eventually be led to their experiences that will point them in that direction, and it will be up to them to receive it now or not and wait till later. And wake-up calls can be, I, I like to describe this in a, in a lot of my readings to people, when, when they come to me oftentimes crying about some awful thing that happened to them, and we go backwards in time a little bit to look at, well, what led up to this? And there were almost always what I call the gentle, you know, the tap on the shoulder, the first gentle Uh, waking up, you know, like I talked about my mother wiggling my toe and singing good morning to you. Uh, In my waking up in the morning as a teenager, there was a part of me that hated that. But mostly I loved it. It was gentle and it was fun and it was her her way of saying she loved me. And she did that with all nine of her children. So it wasn't just me that she loved. But with a wake-up call, this is spirit talking directly to you. So... Something happens, and we ignore it. We ignore the lessons from it. We ignore the direction it's trying to point us into. And we just keep going along sort of oblivious and not knowing anything. And But it is our time for waking up. So the next time the experience comes along to for spirit to wake you up, it's more like a slap on the back. It's a little bit harsher. Uh, But it doesn't really hurt. It's just, oh, this is like what happened before, only a little harder if you're paying attention. And if that doesn't wake you up, you (laughs) go along oblivious again, and then the big, what I call the kick in the rear, (laughs) where you cannot ignore it. It's like the example I gave earlier about insurance. You know, if you decide, oh, I don't want to pay insurance, and, uh, you know, I've never been in an accident, blah, 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 but sure enough, as soon as that insurance laps, lapses, boom, something happens, and now you're going to have to pay big time for it. This also happens on our spiritual path if we're ignoring it. Um, our friends, uh, Sarah Omira and Yvonne Federson of Child Help, if they would have ignored that call to um, help children, they would have probably become good and maybe even big stars on television, and live the life in in glamour and wealth. But instead, they were taken on another pathway which supported them fully financially, but also uh, they give 100% of their time and still do in their 80s. Of being able to help children in every way you can imagine is—they're very amazing women. I'm so honored that we were able to, to meet them. And by the way, if you're interested in knowing more about their organization, it's ChildHelpOneWord.org. And um, yeah, throw a little money at them—they could use it, as most charities can right now. Anyway, the wake-up call is an amazing thing. And I'm sure all of you know what I'm talking about when I just describe the tap on the shoulder, the slap on the back, and the kick in the rear. (laughs) And if you're in the middle of one of those kick in the rear times, it's time to slow down and stop pointing your finger at people and blaming them. You're doing this to me. You're doing that to me. And look at what's really happening. There's an orchestration going on to support you on your spiritual path.
2: Yes, you know, that's really important what Raphael said uh, in terms of when you are going through a problematic situation, you know, something you would consider to be, oh, this isn't a lot of fun. (laughs) And and this is, it could be anything from a minor annoyance to a major, you know, okay, if I don't do something about this, I'm not going to make it in some way shape or form and it could be anything in between so whenever you have that which these days kind of we tend to go through that practically on a daily basis (laughs) on some level where okay i got this problem i have to deal with or or this situation or this physical condition or this emotional upset or whatever it is that is uh out of the norm, is it's a struggle for you in some way. Ah, to wake up, thats those are all wake up calls. Many of them are what you might consider to be kind of minor everyday type of wake up calls. But remember, I said waking up is an everyday process and not just once a day, but throughout the day. So you might be going along really well and all of a sudden something happens and you lose it or you get very distraught or you just, you know, worry. You you get, oh, no, what am I going to do about this? Oh, what am I going to do? And, ah, I, I don't know. I need help. Whatever it is. Oh, that's an opportunity. And sometimes it takes us a while before, you know, We hit the snooze button. Okay, there's the opportunity, but I'm too busy. I have to go to work. I have to do this. I have kids to take care of, da-da-da-da-da. And and you just push it aside, push it aside. That's hitting the snooze button. But sooner or later, you're going to have to go, okay, I can't keep on pushing the snooze button. Just like Raphael said, if you do... It's the the alarm's gonna get louder and louder and louder yeah, until pressure. you you cannot you cannot avoid it anymore. So be a little more, at least a little more pro- proactive, and and nip it at the bud. You know when it first starts to go on a soft level, like the like the you know your mother uh, pulling you on your pinky or something, mm-hmm. <laughs> and and. Uh, uh, so you you just notice it and then what i do i have to ask myself because it's it's within myself just like Raphael said if you start blaming something else making something outside in the world somebody else the cause of your difficulty well guess what uh that's not going to work but if you look inside and sure, somebody might've done something to you. Yeah, sure, that's, you don't deny that, but you have to still look at what's happening, what, this, what is this for you? And so whenever I have any kind of a problem, one of the first things I do is I look and go, okay, what, is, what am I not aware of right now? See, waking up is becoming aware first and foremost. So obviously, if I need to wake up to something, because it's not working in some way for me, I need to wake up. I need to become aware of something <laughs> heretofore I haven't been aware of. So the first question is, okay, what do I need to be aware of about myself, where I am, what what I'm doing in relationship to the situation that I'm having a difficult time with? Oh, and Sometimes it takes a little while for me to start to find out, discover. It's a discovery process. It's just like that archaeological dig. And layer by layer, you start to find out, okay, oh, I never knew. This is how I was relating to these kinds of things. I thought I was doing fine. But obviously, if I'm having a problem with everything, I'm not doing fine. Okay, first step. And, oh, yeah, how am I bringing this about? What am I not aware of that I need to become aware of? It's not until you start to proactively ask that question that your awareness will start to show you. Your awareness is absolutely, completely faithful. You ask whatever and awareness will show it to you. If you don't ask, it won't. In fact, if so many times we're asking the opposite, I don't want to know. I don't want to know. <laughs> and that is probably the biggest single thing that we do to ourselves to keep from waking up. Ah, that's the resistance to waking up. And and so how do we get around that? Oh, yeah, I must have been asking, you know, I don't want to know this. I don't it's and what what would cause us to not want to ask to wake up to to become more aware of something? Well, two things, fear and pain. Yeah, who who wants to who wants to become more aware of pain that's there that you feel you can't do anything about? Who wants to be af- afraid? None of us. So we bury it. We're coming upon our second break
1: already, so please take a moment to mark your calendars on Saturday, September 17th, and Sunday, September 18th. That's next month, but these are this is really important. We're offering a wonderful and illuminating remote for Zoom class plus a bonus Zoom Q&A weekend event. We're changing from the teleclasses on Meister Conference to Zoom now. Psychic tools for living your creative soul life now. The two-hour Zoom classes on Saturday will be titled as follows. Acceptance and Change, Psychic Tools for Creating Healing in Relationships. That's the morning class and the afternoon class is You're Never Too Late, Psychic Tools for Creating a Fresh Start. And the Zoom classes on Sunday, that's September 18th, will be Pulling Miracles Out of Thin Air, Psychic Tools for Creating a New Solution, And the afternoon class is Seeing Where You're Going, Psychic Tools for Creating Your Next Steps. Plus, anyone who takes part in at least one class during this weekend event can join us for our fun and profound bonus post-class Zoom Q&A talk story and social on Sunday following the last Zoom class. For the full write-up and details or to sign up, Go to the September calendar event section. It's not up there quite yet today, but it will be in the next few days at michaeltamura.com or call our office at 530-926-2650 weekdays during business hour specific time. We'll be back in a flash and continue with it's time to wake up. Who are you inside? We'll be right back.
0: listening to living the miracle michael and raphael would love to hear from you reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141 again that's 1-888-346-9141 you may also send an email to living the miracle radio at gmail.com now back to living the miracle
1: Welcome back. We know it's time to wake up. So we've been exploring the inside story about who you are. Let's forge ahead. What is that old song saying? Waking up is hard to do.
2: (laughs) Breaking up is hard to do. (laughs) Oh, that's breaking up is hard to do. Yes. I love it. But I think we should have a new country song, you know. Waking waking up up is is hard hard to to do. do. Yes.
1: (laughs) Well, waking up, this is my own uh, quote, waking up is not for the faint of heart. And why is that? Because when you start to bring your attention back to yourself and your own creativity, you start to dispel illusion after illusion about yourself to get to the truth and about everything, really. I love the example that Michael uh, spoke of with the uh, drug addict dealer guy who um, finally had his uh, wake-up call. You know, he almost died. And in that, whatever happened when he went through his near-death experience, so to speak, he must have discovered that he actually was not a worthless person. He was quite worthy and had something important to do. And, you know, when people are into drugs, a lot of times that's because, you know, this is a harsh world and, you know, all the excuses of I just want to make all the pain go away and all that kind of stuff. But if you manage to keep yourself awake, then... You will be well rewarded for it in times to come. I'd like to give an example of my own. In my own life, I've taught, I actually talked about this in our very first episode of our show and a couple of times since then. But my first wake up call actually happened when I was five years old. I was given a dream. With uh, a lot of symbolism and the person, well, while I was going through the symbols in the dream, the, there was a person behind me narrating and telling me what it all meant. So for maybe I've had other lifetimes where I just never woke up. So I begged spirit before I came in in my incarnation, please wake me up. And if I don't wake up, keep doing it. So I was given a dream that showed my future but it was in a very symbolic sense. And what I got out of it when I woke up was that I was going to be a spiritual teacher of some kind and speaking to or teaching a lot of people. Um, Michael wasn't in that dream, but he definitely was part of it as far as uh, in other dreams I had during that same early time period. Well, I would forget about this dream often. And if I did that, I would be given it again and again and again throughout my youth, throughout my teenage years, into my 20s. And then the quality of my dream state changed, and I got to see who was going to be my spiritual teacher, which was a, a man in my dream who looked just like my dad, but it wasn't. And I just, I, at the time, I think it was in the 60s and 70s. We, in the 80s also, we all kept dream journals, you know, and I, I described him as someone who looks like he was born in the same year as my dad, but his description was a little different, blah, blah, blah. And when I saw that teacher for the first time, I had already been in his school for almost a year. So I didn't even know this was the man that founded this psychic school at the time. So anyway, even during the years that I was going through my psychic training, I had to let go of a lot of ideas I had about myself and the world as I started to be able to go within and also to look at things clairvoyantly and see the truth of things. And even over all these years, I was about 30 when I finally got to the psychic school. But even beyond that, I have continued that practice. And every time I have another wake-up call where it's time to step up and learn even more about who I am, as well as who the, what the world is, um, it's always like that kick in the rear if I'm not listening to it. And I, I have to get it. Um, and one of the things that happens if I don't listen, and this happens to all of you, is that the lesson repeats over and over again.
2: You know, once again, what I like to do is... Anytime there's a question, anytime that, that uh, I'm looking at a problematic situation or uh, whatever it is that's going on, or even even a, a, a person that I'm having a, a difficult time with, oh, always look at, oh, yeah, what, what am I not aware of? And uh, especially if it's somebody else that you're concerned about, oh, what are they not aware of? But that's one of my first things. Is because awareness is the great transformer. The minute you become aware of something, that which you're struggling with starts to transform. It becomes, it changes. It becomes less. The answer starts to open up. The solution starts to show up. So awareness is first and foremost in my book. And then the opposite of that is I have to ask is, okay, What what's making me not aware? What am I, you know, first thing was, what am I not aware of that I need to be aware of to solve this problem? Or what am I not aware of that I need to become aware of to get to know myself more? Or to not struggle uh, with this or whatever. And sometimes I, I see it. The moment I asked that question, bam, the answer's right there. But until I asked that question, ah, I didn't see the answer at all because I wasn't even aware there was an answer. <laughs> and most of the time, I wasn't even aware that there was a question to be asked. I just, like many people went along with, okay, I've I've got this problem, I got this situation that I'm not happy with. I'm da-da-da-da. Oh, wait a minute. Uh, do, do I have to go along with that? No. I just have to become a little more aware. I have to wake up in that arena. And so once I start to become aware, what's behind this situation? How come I'm, I'm experiencing it this way? How come it's uh, happening this way? And as I do, the answers I become aware of are so unexpected. Usually, it's it's not because if it were expected, I'd probably figured it out before. But it wasn't something you could expect. It's just like seemingly from left field. I'm just going, wow. This physical problem has to do with a relationship with somebody or or what I'm doing incorrectly or approaching incorrectly in this situation or whatever. And as you start to see that, it just unfolds and, and you'll have your certainty. It, it's just like, whoa, it's right there. How did I not see it before? Well, I never asked. And... That's the next thing is, okay, how come I never asked? Oh, I didn't see it before because I had shunned it. I had covered it over. I didn't want to know. I didn't want to become aware of the truth. You know, Raphael was talking about, hey, waking up to the truth. I didn't want to wake up to that truth because what we do is we lie about something so that it's not so painful. It's not so scary. We rash we call it rationalizing or justifying, making excuses. Whatever it is, we do it's covering it over with stuff so that we go, "Ah, no, I'm fine. It's it's okay. It's not nothing." But it's not, is it? It's underneath, it's still eating away at us. It's still affecting us. And Fear is a, is a really interesting thing. Most people don't think they're, they're afraid that much. They, they don't have that much fear because nobody wants to be aware of fear. So whatever fear that's in them, they're not going to dig it up and go, yeah, I'm afraid of this and I'm afraid of that. I'm afraid of this and it's terrifying me over here. No, it's going to be, hey, I'm, I'm cool. I'm just doing fine. It's great. Until you get a wake-up call. Then you go, whoa, oh no, it's, I, I can't deal with this. That's the first time usually when we start to become aware. I didn't realize I was so afraid of this, whatever it is. And a lot of people also associate fear with physical things like physical death. Well, it took me uh, dying one, two Two times already, and I'm about. I'm in between. You know, maybe I'm gonna die or not. Situation in the back of an ambulance on the third time. <laughs> when I go, you know what? Uh, I'm not afraid of the physical death. But then, obviously, something's going on here. And again, I ask myself, what am I afraid of more than? Physical death, where I'd rather die than face whatever this fear is. Right in the ambulance, because physically I knew I was in good hands, and if I'm gonna make it, I'm gonna make it. If I'm not gonna make it, I'm not gonna make it. So I didn't, I wasn't afraid of that. But when I looked at what am I actually afraid of, guess what? I instantly got the answer right there in big bold letters, so to speak, across the whole screen is failure and I it's been working off of that ever since in terms of oh yeah it shows up in very specific ways because I'm not afraid of failure in general. I've failed so many times with so many things but it's only in certain things. Then I start to realize oh yeah my ancestry is Japanese 100% and what are the Japanese known for? Especially in the uh, bygone era of, oh, yeah, honor before anything. And if you screw up, you have to go kill yourself, honorably. <laughs> and I'm going, whoa. So so it's it's this programming and training for ages that, oh, physical death is much more preferable than to admit failure. Or you got to admit it, but then you have to pay for it. Make it okay, it's by killing yourself. Oh, what a silly thing. But it's ingrained, even though most people don't tend to do it overtly anymore, but it's there. So I had to work through those spaces to resolve that
1: right and one other thing i wanted to add is i noticed in my life this could be different in your life that the wake-up calls come in threes so watch for those and if you answer the wake-up call at the first one it's going to be a lot easier all right we're just about at the end of our show we're glad that you joined us for this episode and hope that it offered you much inspiration and insight into waking up more to your true inner self. Be sure to join us next Wednesday as we continue to explore the overall theme for this season, Navigating Your Psychic Life and Awakening, with our next episode specifically on your awakening and your psychic life. Tune in to find out about what living your psychic life has to do with your spiritual awakening. Remember, too, to join us for Finding Your Own Voice, Energy Work for for Speaking Your Truth, Let's see if I can speak my truth here. Finding Your Own Voice, Energy Work for Speaking Your Truth, our next teleclass in our ongoing series, You Might Be More Psychic Than You Think, on Saturday, August 13th from 10 a.m. to noon Pacific time. Check our website or call our office at 530-926-2650 for details or to sign up. Until then, be inspired, use your imagination, and follow your intuition joyfully. This is...